Great friends, our text for this morning comes to us from the Gospel of John. You've already heard it once this morning, but I'm going to read it one more time. John 13, beginning in verse 34, Jesus says, A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Please join me in prayer. Bless us this day, O Lord, with vision. May this place be a sacred place, a telling space, where heaven and earth meet. Amen. So this morning, I wanted to share one of, the, one of life's joys with you. Uh, when I'm feeling a bit overwhelmed, as can be the case these days, right? Sometimes there's just a lot going on and we feel like things are maybe, uh, maybe spinning out of control and we feel a little uh, angsty about where this world is going and what's going to happen. I watch animal videos on, uh, on the gram, on the Instagram. Um, this one that I'm going to show you is from TikTok. I I, as a matter of personal discipline, do not have a TikTok account because, um, wow, what a black hole that would be for me. But um, anyways, that's all uh, beside the point. The point is, is that I wanted to show you this video. So go ahead, Dave, and, and uh, play that. Oh, we lost the sound. Can we play it one more time, Dave, just for just so you can people can see. There we go. So what I love uh, there's so many things I love about this video. Okay, the first is if you couldn't quite make out what was going on there, that is a water buffalo, and, there was, and in his uh, pen was a turtle, and the turtle had gotten flipped on its back, and the water buffalo flipped it over onto its belly so that it could move. And so the cheering that you heard is these, there are these people watching, and um, they're just encouraging this big dude to flip that turtle and make his life better, right? I must have watched this the first time I saw it, I don't know how many times. I spent a good three or four minutes just watch again, watch again, because it just brought me such joy, right? And then the questions start, right? Like, how does a water buffalo see a turtle, know that it's a turtle, know that it's on its back, and then know to flip it over with his horn so that it can move, right? I mean, the questions are just endless for me on this. And then I got captivated by the joy and the encouragement of these three people who are watching this and cheering this water buffalo on, telling it, you know, good job, way to go, keep it, you know. It was just, it just brought me a lot of joy. And so I thought, well, I have to share that because that is just the stuff right there, right? Now, some of the other things that, as I thought more deeply about this and started to think about this a little more theologically, uh, because you can do that with a lot of things, right? The first thing you'll, that, that occurred to me is, 
uh, as I mentioned, I had all these questions about how the water buffalo knew to do what it did, all of those things, all unanswerable, right? But, but then I started thinking, imagine that, that here's this enormous water buffalo, right? And here's this turtle, one big, one small. Uh, you might think, you know, the big animal just could ignore the little animal, because why would they pay any attention whatsoever? But they're in the same pen, and so they're in it together. And so the water buffalo, however it works, managed to figure out that this little turtle needed help, and his horn would do just the thing, right? Um, why? It doesn't really matter. They're in the same pen. And so what occurred to me was uh, that we need to be like the water buffalo, right? We need to be able to see each other, and no matter what our difference is, we're in the same pen. We're in the same congregation. We're in the same community. We need to learn to see each other and use what God has given us to help our brothers and sisters to flip them over when life flips them on their back. So, long sermon today. Be like the water buffalo. Amen. We're done. Right? <laughs> but seriously, be like the water buffalo. And if you can't, if you can't be like the water buffalo, for whatever reason, because sometimes life for ourselves is hard, and we can't quite muster up the energy, or maybe our horn's broken, or whatever it is. If you can't be like the water buffalo, be like the people outside of the community cheering the water buffalo on, telling it to, you know, good job, keep it up, all of that kind of stuff, right? So that was just, I was just captivated by that. And some of you right now are wondering, well, what in the world, where is he going? Well, here's where I'm going. Jesus says to us, I give you a new commandment. Love one another as I have loved you. Jesus gives a new commandment. Love one another as I have loved you. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. So, as I was thinking about that, and I was thinking about this celebrating today, welcoming new members into our community, and starting to reflect then about, well, what does it mean that we are a church? What does it mean that we are a congregation, a community of faith? What is it that God is calling us to? And there's a lot of different angles on that, right? There's a lot of different ways that God is calling us into the world. But I think primarily... One of the things, one of the primary things that God is calling us to is this new command, right? And you'll notice that it's not a request, it's not a suggestion, it's not a new, well, if you'd like to, it's a new command. Love one another as I have loved you. But if we start thinking more deeply about this, we we might hear it and go, well, Jesus, how is this a new command? Because this is the golden rule. Love others, uh, love your neighbor as yourself. That goes all the way back to Leviticus, 
chapter 19, verse 18, which says, Do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against anyone among your people, but love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. So, but Jesus says this is a new command. What's going on here? Well, this command in Leviticus is what we call the golden rule, right? Love one another or love your neighbor as yourself. And what's happening here is really interesting because it doesn't seem that revolutionary to us, this whole idea of love of neighbor, right? I mean, those of us in the Western, I mean, it's the golden rule is a well-known axiom, right? Even outside of Christianity and Judaism, that we should treat others as we would like to be treated. But what we have to recognize is that one of the important things about the Old Testament is very often when we read these commands or these laws in Leviticus and Deuteronomy in all these different places in the Old Testament, and they seem um, pretty, either pretty basic or, quite frankly, barbaric to us, right? So, for example, um, in the Old Testament, we are given the command, or, or it, one of the laws that's given is that um, it, when seeking revenge, that you should take an eye for an eye, right? Or a life for a life, which to our modern Western ears sounds pretty barbaric and bloody, right? But in a culture where an insult or some wrong might spark a blood feud that led to entire clans being at war and killing each other, it's an elevated ethic, right? And so in that, in that time and in that culture, the idea of an eye for an eye was, uh, a, it was an elevated ethic. It was something that didn't exist. It was something that was new and radical because, well, no, no, no. If somebody comes at me and does this, well, I am going to destroy them because I want to make sure to destroy my enemies so they don't come at me with something else. But the ethic of the, of the um, Jewish people elevates that rule, right? And so one of the things that happens here when Jesus gives this command and he says, I, a new command I give you, uh, the word new here that's used, um, it implies freshness. Um, or the opposite of outworn, rather than simply recent or different. Okay, so uh, it implies fresh, freshness or the opposite of outworn. What Jesus is doing here is what Jesus does all through the Gospels. He is elevating the requirements of the law. Okay, he's elevating the requirements of the law. So Jesus is taking the golden rule, and he's saying, yeah, gold, not quite, platinum. A new command I give you, love one another, not as you love yourself, but what? As I have loved you. Well, what's Jesus about to do? Jesus is about to go and lay down his life that for us, for all of humanity, right? And so what he does here, the newness in this command, is that it's not just that you love others as you would like to be loved, 
or you would like to be treated, you love others in a self-sacrificial way. Or another big theological way to say it is, you love others in a cruciform pattern. In other words, in the pattern of Jesus. In a pattern that lays down its life for others so that they might have life. That is the newness of the command. Now, Jesus, this isn't the only place Jesus does this, right? If you read the Sermon on the Mount in the, in the Gospel of Matthew, which is essentially chapters about 5 to 7, Jesus does this over and over again. Do you remember it? He says things like, You have heard it said, you shall not commit adultery, but I say to you, anyone who looks at another human being with lust has committed adultery in their heart. Right? So law... Jesus' interpretation, right? Or, um, you know, you have heard it said, you shall not commit murder. But I say to you, anyone who calls their brother a fool in anger has committed murder in their heart. Law? Jesus' law. Now, there's a temptation for us to hear that and to say, well, yes, so the Beatitudes are just setting it up to let us know that we can't fulfill the law. I don't think Jesus spent that all that time teaching a very particular kingdom ethic to say that it does, it's, it's not to be put into practice. He believes that we should take it seriously. He knows that we will fail, but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't try. And so when Jesus says things like, uh, you know, when someone strikes you on the right cheek, give them your left cheek as well, he's not, he's not using that as a metaphor. Because if, if he was using it as a metaphor, he would have never gone to the cross. Right? So what Jesus is doing here, a new command, the newness, is in the, is in the imitation of what Jesus is about to do in the Gospels, which is to lay down his life. That as I have loved you moves that command from familiar to brand new. And it calls us into a life of self-sacrificial love. If we are serious about being disciples of Jesus, then we have to understand and hear this call to live in the way that Jesus lived and to love in the way that Jesus loved. I don't know about you all, that makes me a little uncomfortable. Because that's hard. Right? And we know that's hard. We know it's hard because every time we watch the news, we have a, a whole litany of conversation that we'd like to have with whoever it is that we disagree with, right? And that's true on both sides of the aisle, or in between the aisle, or above the aisle, or below the aisle, right? That's what we do. We have those conversations in our homes with our families, right? We have conversations about how is it that we love this person? How do we lay down our life? For them? Are we willing to lay down our life for them? Which then brings us to this morning as we celebrate um, welcoming new members. One of the sentences in the liturgy from this morning reads like this It says, We, the members of this congregation, now welcome you with joy into our church family. We pledge to you our love and support, our friendship and our prayers, 
so that together we may continue to grow in the knowledge and love of God. Brothers and sisters, we are called by Jesus to be community together. And that as we are community together, we are called to love one another in the way of Jesus. Which means that we are called to love one another self-sacrificially. Means that we will, as Paul says in one of his letters, that we will consider others better than ourselves. Which might look a lot of different ways. It might look like, you know what, I really don't like, I really miss my, uh, my music. You know? I really miss worshiping in this way or that way. But because I recognize that uh, others need something different, I'm willing to set that aside because I want to love my brothers and sisters the way Jesus loved me. So I want to do a little exercise. I want you to just take a minute. I'm going to read some sentences in closing about what it might look like. Friends, imagine a church. Imagine a church whose people celebrated grace wherever it is found and put it into practice rather than a tight-fisted grip on what is fair. Imagine a church where sisters and brothers consistently see when their friends are struggling and don't just stand back and wait for somebody else to use their horn to flip them over. But they bend down and help them get on the right side of life. Imagine a church where sisters and brothers proactively joined those who are struggling and did what they could to alleviate their challenges, whatever they might be. Imagine a church where the water buffaloes used their horns to flip their brother and sister turtles off their backs and onto their bellies so they can move forward in life. Friends, may we at Kent Cove be that kind of church. A church where we love one another in the way of Jesus, even and especially when it costs us something. Amen.